0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, and today we're going to take a look at the Arizona Cardinals 32-30 victory over the Buffalo Bills. Now, obviously, what people are going to remember about this game is the Hail Mary throw to DeAndre Hopkins, and that's very fair. It was a spectacular play. I knew there was a little bit of trouble when Kyler bought more time. And rolled out, that was bad. always a bad sign when they're able to make more time like that. It was an impressive heave, too, with him being on the run like he was. But that wasn't the whole story of the game. These teams were pretty evenly matched. Both teams did a good job at times of stifling the other on offense. And really, you know, it felt like Buffalo Bills had done enough to win this game. Certainly it came down to a Hail Mary. So that's how evenly matched these two are. And we might as well start with Kyler Murray. Both quarterbacks are dynamic and are two of my favorite guys to watch. You know, last year, both of these guys showed signs of becoming who they are now. Kyler was always this fast, obviously. Um, He has shown a little bit more shiftiness as he's gained confidence running the ball, but that was never an issue in the first place. He was always doing that. It's just he's shown more willingness to do so this year he realizes that it's a bigger part of his game last year he did it out of duress only he kind of kept that in the bag a little bit and he has really been more apt to do so this year and it's paying off in both real and fantasy circles you know i'm all about having rushing yards being a big part of your floor when he's rushing 11 times for 61 yards, and when he's getting so much of the money touches inside the red zone, it's just so hard to guard him running the ball in that tight space. Defenses are having a big problem with that. They're running a lot of, you know, reads for Kyler. They're letting him make the choices, putting the ball in his hands and the money plays, and it's paying off. And so they're going to continue to do so. And it's the smartest thing they could possibly do. You know, with that 61 yards, that's six points right off the bat. You know, rushing touchdowns are typically worth two more points, so that adds extra value there. And I don't see anything about what he's doing that's not sustainable at this point, so I'm all on board with Kyler going forward. And when you add just the the arm that he's showing, the touch that he's showing – you know, he's even throwing the ball better over the middle. It's just beautiful to see him work the ball right now. And I like how they were getting him outside of the pocket. They were moving him around a little bit to kind of give him extra space to throw the ball. And he was creating extra time with that. Now, Buffalo absolutely got to him. And it felt like he was under a little bit more pressure than normal. So while Kyler got loose on him and while the Arizona Cardinals were able to run the ball a pretty good clip, it still felt like Buffalo gave him a time. It still felt like Buffalo should have won this game. So the fact that, you know, the Cardinals came back with so little time is just that more impressive with the way that Buffalo played as well. It was interesting to see what they did with Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds as they came back. You know, Chase still factored in a good deal. But I am still disappointed with what he did with the role by himself. And I still want a better look at what he could do. I still feel like I'm chasing that dragon where I want Chase Edmonds to get a chance at the role. But Kenyon Drake looks good out there today. I can tell you he definitely had bursts. He definitely was running with more strength. It is a little bit more apparent that he is stronger when he's running hard and when he looks like he feels good out there. And it looked like he was a little banged up before going out still. So it did look like that time off did him some good and he was running hard. He did have the costly fumble that may have put this game in a situation where they didn't have to have the Hail Mary. But still, it looked like Arizona was committed to running him. And while it was still a timeshare, Chase Edmonds got more of the outside stuff and and still out-targeted Kenyon. It's still Kenyon's backfield. You know, if Kyler would have given the ball instead of taking it and running it, those might, one of those might have been Kenyon's touchdowns. So I could see that happening going forward. So I'm not afraid to have Kenyon Drake in my lineup. You know, the Cardinals play the Seahawks this week on a short schedule. I don't see any reason that they can't carve them up. They get the Patriots, then the Rams, and then Giants, Eagles, 49ers. That seems like a pretty sweet schedule As far as the Arizona Cardinals playoff schedule, I get more and more excited about that as the weeks go on, especially with San Francisco being a little neutered without having Jimmy Garoppolo. That might be a better situation for Arizona, as you might think, although the front seven was playing fine and they may have Richard Sherman back by then. New York Giants and the Eagles have been an absolute mess. So eh, maybe not the giants. The giants have been a little bit better on defense, but the Eagles are a mess and still the giants aren't that threatening. So I absolutely be rolling with my Arizona Cardinals through the playoffs. So don't sell. You might try and get a little bit better than Kenyon Drake. If you can help it now that he's playing, maybe you try and upgrade off that just because they don't see him as a top end running back too. But at the same time, if he's in there and he's healthy, he's going to get a piece of that schedule too. I just talked about and I mean, they don't even have to play the Rams. That's week 17 matchup. That's not going to count for fantasy. So so riding with Kyler, riding with Kenyon. We had been riding Christian Kirk for a little bit, but seems like that train kind of came to a stop today. With the way they ran the ball and with the way that the Buffalo defense is set up, it's not really great for the outside threats exactly and for the deep threats with Christian Kirk. So it's not surprising that this matchup kind of came up lame, but it is what it is with Christian. He is a little bit more boomer bust. So we knew what we were dealing with if you've been listening and uh, it's not something that I was super counting on. You know, he was my boomer bust wide receiver three type guy. And certainly Deandre Hopkins showed why this is his wide receiver situation he was able to break from the coverage he they were looking for him and of course he caught the big play to really push the passing totals over the top for everybody and uh, certainly I don't see any reason that I would be selling off DeAndre Hopkins at least the second best wide receiver in the league him and Devontae Adams you know certainly kind of vie for that in my mind at this point so and like I said I love the schedule for them I mean James Bradbury maybe for New York covers DeAndre but I think DeAndre can handle that. And, uh, yeah, the week before that, you know, week before the playoffs, he does have to deal with Ramsey. He is going to, you know, deal with the Patriots. But still, I mean, we're talking playoffs here. And when you get the Giants and Eagles and 49ers, I just can't walk away from that. So I'm absolutely not selling DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to crush it down the line. I just can't imagine without, you know, some sort of injury that he's not going to be a top-wide receiver going down the stretch. Let's move over to Joshua Patrick Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You know, Josh is a pet project of mine. Not like I've got anything to do with what he's doing, but man, he's just somebody that I came up with, you know, while I've been watching these films and really nothing he's done to this point has dissuaded me from thinking that he has a great NFL future and that he has taken a huge step up this year much to other owners chagrin because anybody that has Josh Allen in their fantasy league, it should just be riding high, riding tall because it doesn't feel like anything is going to stop the Josh Allen train. The guy has increased his accuracy I mean, it's not tenfold, obviously, but man, it just seems like he's so much more in control. He's got his body moving in the right directions to make these throws. And when you've got such a big arm like he does, you don't always have to be in perfect position to make some some spectacular throws. And like I've been saying, he's so big and hard to take down. And when he's got the additional speed, it's like Big Ben with the ability to move. And that makes him really hard to take down now. Arizona was able to get to him a bit today, and they got him off point a couple of times. Patrick Peterson made a beautiful pick on one of the interceptions. So it's not all on Josh here, but at the same time, the only way you can stop the Buffalo Bills is to get to Josh because everything flows through him. I mean, just all the money plays. They're putting it in his hands. They're featuring him on offense because their running game just isn't really there. It's unfortunate they can't really back up Josh with much of a running game. I don't know if it's schematic or if it's the line at this point, but regardless, Josh is making it happen with his arm. That's the dynamic part of this offense anyway. So we were talking Cardinals schedule. Let's talk Buffalo Bills schedule for Josh because really from an athletic standpoint, from an arm standpoint, from everything that he's got going on, from the offense flowing the way it can through him and him being the goal linebacker, I mean, I don't see any reason for anything to change as far as Josh goes. So it's just a question of what is his schedule the rest of the way. Now, next week is finally Buffalo's bye week. So Josh can get a rest. Then they've got Chargers and the 49ers. Certainly the 49ers have been playing better on defense. But at the same time, with their offense being neutered on Monday night football, I can't imagine that Josh can't get something done there. Now, they do have the Steelers that's not a great matchup. I don't like that at Buffalo could be cold then at Denver and then at new England, you know, I don't see any reason, especially with the Denver part of that. And while the Steelers are a tough matchup, I don't see any reason that I'm going to stop riding Josh at this point. He's essentially matchup proof. Now, certainly worse defense would be preferred. You know, let's bring the Bengals out there or something. But at the same time, I can't imagine that if you've got Josh where you've got him and that you've got him to this point that you're going to do anything but ride him to the fantasy playoffs and possibly a fantasy championship, especially when New England has been something they can conquer in a fantasy championship situation. I'm definitely on board with Josh going forward. And while I'm not super excited about really the running game at this point, you know, like I said before, it's going to take one of the running backs going down and really consolidating all of the targets for me to be excited. I didn't realize it was going to get this bad, and it really hurts me to not have that balance for Josh from a football standpoint because it does expose him a little bit to more hits and more action, and I wish they were able to back him up more. But from a fantasy aspect for Josh, that's great. You know, you want everything to flow through him. You want him getting the rushing yards. You want him getting the touchdowns. You want him catching touchdown passes, oddly enough. So while the running attack isn't backing up, Josh, and I'm not excited about either one of the prospects for the other two until one of the other ones goes down. Like, I don't like rooting for injury, but just from a fantasy value standpoint, that's what it's going to take. And, And really, from a football aspect, I need to see more from both of them in the first place. This hasn't been big. And you know what? It's not like there's been a bunch of holes. It's not like there's been a bunch of places to run, but it's just been an underwhelming situation as far as all that goes, especially for the last couple of weeks. So we'll look for them to rebound, and I I just need to see more. And maybe it's schematic at this point. I just can't tell because there's just something wrong, and I can't really put my finger on it. So not recommending the rushing attack. I am recommending keeping Josh, definitely recommending keeping Stefan Diggs and keeping the gas pedal on that situation. Because Josh is targeting him down the field. Stefan is coming through with catches. They have absolute confidence in each other. And when Josh has the laser rocket arm that's allowing him to get the ball down the field, you can see what Stefan Diggs can do with that. He's on pace for a ton of yards. The beautiful touchdown catch to go up was amazing. I mean, I, I just like everything about the way he's playing football right now. So there's no way I'd be selling off of that situation You know, despite the tough Steelers matchup, I don't see any reason that he can't do what he's been doing. You know, like I said, there's going to be worse days than this. There has been, absolutely. But, man, I just love the way that him and Josh are playing together. First-year combos like that don't typically have such a connection. So it's interesting to see that it's improved Josh. It's given Josh confidence. And then on top of that, it's given him this extra weapon that he can throw to now – The Buffalo Bills did lose John Brown today. It's undetermined for how long. They've got the bye week right now. It looked like he tweaked his ankle on a catch that was negated by a holding call. And it was a great catch. He just kind of got rolled up on himself when it happened. That's a tough loss for them. I like that he adds that speed element to the offense. So we'll hope for the Buffalo Bills that he gets back. From a fantasy standpoint, Cole Beasley has actually played a lot better than I would have thought without John Brown. He gets a little bit more of the target share. So if you are having more of a desperation situation with your wide receivers, I think that's something I'd be looking at as far as possibly playing Cole Beasley down the stretch a bit, especially in a three wide receiver situation. He does offer a certain floor with him being a possession wide receiver that he's going to get a certain amount of targets. The only problem is they're not typically as far down the field as other targets. So that's where you kind of run into a a ceiling aspect, but man, he's making really good plays with Josh hurling the ball around with him, not able to run the ball with much consistency. Cole has kind of taken up a little bit of that slack. And especially if John Brown is out for a certain amount of time, that's something you may want to target, especially in deeper leagues. Well, that's all I've got for this game. Like, listen, subscribe. If you are listening to the game at this point, go ahead. And if you haven't downloaded yet, download, because apparently that's the one that counts. So download for your boy. And uh, let me know if there's any other content you want to see. Look for the video drop coming so you can kind of see what I saw from these quarterbacks and these players. And uh, have a great rest of your day.